This is Iron Sports 95.9, 106.9. We're honored to have Brittany Erton on. Brittany, if everyone who watches horse racing would have seen her on TVG, NBC. She's everywhere. She's the, the host of all their specials and, of course, the Kentucky Derby coming up. Brittany, thanks a lot for coming on Iron Sports. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot believe we're just moments away from the first Saturday in May. It just feels like it sprung up upon us out of nowhere. <laughs> Well, we're calling you from West Palm Beach, and I looked at the last year's Kentucky Derby on the ratings, and Louisville was, of course, number one, and number two was Fort Myers, and three was Knoxville, but four was West Palm Beach, five was Cincinnati. So you're talking to an area that really is into horse racing and loves, certainly, the Kentucky Derby. Well, I love to hear that. Love the support. You'll find pockets all over the country that are just so into horse racing. That might surprise you outside of horse country like Kentucky. So uh, that's so wonderful to hear. Well, we're, of course, talking about the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, the one thing I was talking about someone about betting, and I said I love golf because it's the only sport where, like, Scotty Scheffler was in the Masters, and it was, like, 20 to 1. So you can have the hottest golfer mm -hmm. in the world, and it's like a long shot at 20 to 1. And I think that's what, what's, oh, neat, yeah. what's neat about this race today at the Kentucky Derby is that really because there's really no true favorite that you really could get some great odds where you can justify maybe 13 or 14 horses saying, oh, this is what I've looked at. I think this horse is going to win, and no one's going to say, you're totally crazy. That's a dumb thing I've ever heard about. Especially in the Kentucky Derby because you have 20 horses in the starting gate. There's three-year-olds and to be honest at any point in time one of these three-year-olds could take a massive step forward but I think particularly with this crop that we have they're so evenly matched and I mean that on a higher scale a higher level these horses are very very talented but there isn't one superstar that's just Oh, like laying over the entire field. But that's what makes it such a great betting race, like you said. I think the favorite will probably be somewhere around 5-1, to one, which is a great price, considering that's the favorite. And I guess the, the favorite, supposedly by default, so right now would be Epicenter, Louisiana Derby winner. Right. Um, and I just realized trainer Steve Asmussen has 9,722 wins, but not a win in the Derby, which is pretty amazing with that many wins and no Derby wins. But tell us a little about Ep Epicenter. Uh, there's so much to like about Epicenter. You can't really fault that he's beaten most of the field that he's going to face in the Kentucky Derby. So that's one thing. Two, he's incredibly tactical. And we've seen that in the last, I believe, eight years that the winner of the Kentucky Derby, or I should say the horse that crossed the wire first, has been within three lengths of the leader at the quarter mile pole. So it's very important to have tactical speed, which this horse has. But what he proved in the Louisiana Derby, and I think it's definitely worth noting, is that he could overcome adversity. If he doesn't get the lead, that's okay. And considering a lot can happen going into that first turn, it's nice to know that this horse can also come from off the pace. But if he needs to utilize his speed, he can. So that's why the horse is likely going to be favored. There's just a lot to like about the horse. And how can you not run Steve Asmussen? He's won everything under the sun. He is the all-time leading trainer in terms of North American wins, and he's never won the Kentucky Derby, as you said. So that would be a very big moment. And maybe turn to another trainer, Chad Brown, with 2,100 wins. He's had four straight years. He had the Eclipse Award as a top trainer. He's coming in with Zandam, won the Bluegrass Stakes. What about that horse in terms of, and this is another one of those cases where it's like maybe it's Chad Brown's turn to finally win the Derby. It's funny, when a lot of people think of trainer Chad Brown, they think about grass racing, but he is a very capable dirt trainer as well. And he's had some nice horses make it to the Kentucky Derby, including Good Magic, who ran behind eventual Triple Crown winner Justify. I love Zandon. 
so does everybody else. So <laughs> I would not be surprised if this horse is very close in terms of price to Epicenter. But what I love so much about Zandon was how visually impressive his bluegrass performance was. He came from well off the pace, and that's just him. You can't take him out of his running style. Flavian Pratt has said the same thing. He can't be quicker from the gate than he has been in the past. It's just him. But what I found most impressive about his bluegrass victory is his ability to close into slow fractions. That doesn't normally happen. You usually need a fast pace up front for a deep closer. He didn't need that. And he's shown in the past, if you look at his previous past performances, that he can be somewhat closer if need be. But I don't think Flavian Pratt is going to take him out of his running style whatsoever. So the only knock I have on Zandon, because he's a visually incredible-looking specimen for an equine athlete, uh, and what he did was visually impressive in the bluegrass. He is up against it in terms of history, where you need to be coming from, where the winners come from in terms of the pace scenario. But if he could pull the upset or buck the trend, should I say, I think he could beat a horse. And then two horses that I think are in somewhat similar in terms of they were both trained by Bob Baffert and then switched over to Tim mm-hmm. Yakin's uh, stable. Um, have, both have jockeys. Messier has John Velasquez, three-time Derby winner, as, as a jockey. And Tabia has Mike Smith, two-time winner, as the jockey. And they both ran in the right. San Diego Derby, one, two. What about those two horses and in, in, in terms of coming for this race? Oh, there's so much to like about both of them. Taba could be a freak. He could be the next superstar, but he's up against it. I mean, to ask of a horse in their third career start to go a mile and a quarter against the best three-year-olds in the country, it's obviously a lot to ask of him, but we thought it was a lot to ask in his second career start to go two turns in a grade one, a mile and an eighth, and he did it. So I would not be surprised if he were to wear the roses the first Saturday in May. But I just think it's it's a lot, a lot to ask for a young horse. Um, Tim Yakin, if he didn't see fit, that this horse could handle it all, he wouldn't have done it. He wouldn't have sent the horse over there. Messier, I really, really like based off of his last performance because the Santa Anita Derby was not the big dance. It's the Kentucky Derby. And so I think that John Velasquez, once he knew that Tava was going by, he wrapped up on him, he held second, he got the points he needed to enter the starting gate. Uh, This horse can be tactical. He's not the type of horse that I think is going to fold underneath pressure of the Kentucky Derby and the pomp and circumstance of Churchill Downs. Uh, Messier, a really talented runner that I think could peak on the right day. But we're down here in West Palm Beach, and certainly Gulfstream is a popular track that people go to. And again, the winner of the Florida Derby every year is someone who, you know, there's been some great winners to come out of the Florida Derby from Big Brown to Justify. But uh, our, our White Albero um, certainly won at the, Flo- the Florida Derby just uh, a few weeks ago. What do you think about White Albero? But again, not the odds, not the favorite, something that coming out of the Florida Derby that someone looks like is going to be this big favorite. White Abario is an interesting horse for me here because the Florida Derby is being talked about as one of the least likely or weakest, I guess you could say, prep races in terms of all of them. Yeah, the Wood Memorial also uh, probably not the strongest prep race, but for whatever reason, the Florida Derby is completely being overlooked. I like White Abario. How can you knock what he's done thus far? Another horse that has shown versatility for trainer Safi Joseph Jr., young guy who came from Barbados. He's the youngest Barbados Triple Crown winner, so a lot of great stories around there. Um, and, of course, his jockey, Tyler Gaffleone, who is from Florida. So that Florida Derby win was big for him. 
it's being overlooked because it wasn't the fastest Kentucky Derby prep race. So a lot of handicappers, if you look at buyer speed figures, Ragazin numbers, it's just not as strong as some of the other prep races. But if you look at the years of Florida Derby to Kentucky Derby winners, it has the most in terms of a prep race. So it's been a very, very productive prep race in terms of the first Saturday in May. But why to borrow, you will probably get a very good price on because for whatever reason, he's kind of flying under the radar. That, that race in particular is being overlooked. And then some of these horses, again, the horses from the foreign horses, I'm mentioning Crown Pride is a Japanese horse, won the UA Derby, and Summer is Tomorrow, where all the stars have been Dubai. Doesn't seem like initially heavy bet, but is there any chance, is this some, one of the first years that maybe a foreign horse might just come in and surprise everybody? I have a hard time seeing it happening with these two runners, but why not? Because of especially the dominance that we've seen globally from the Japanese contenders. They had their very first Breeders' Cup winner with Love's Only You just last year. They dominated in Hong Kong, in Saudi Arabia, and Dubai. So they could do it in Kentucky, absolutely. I just It's hard for me to back a horse like Crown Pride or Summer is Tomorrow. Summer is Tomorrow is absolutely going to be a pace factor. But from a win end, it's hard for me to back either of them. But maybe... I wouldn't put it past the Japanese dominance. <laughs> well, we have talking to Brittany Yurton from TVG and NBC. Thanks a lot for coming on. And I guess that one of the other final questions would be, I just named a bunch of horses, but I have, I've only touched the surface. I think we only talked about half the field. Did I miss any <laughs> horse that you like? Is there someone where I can't believe I didn't bring this up on the, you know, this is a horse that I like a lot? Well, I think keep your eye on Charge It. He is coming out of that Florida Derby, but he's still very green. He only has three starts underneath his belt, but I think the talent is there. And the buzz horse that I'm hearing right now is Barber Road. He's a horse that always shows up. He's not heavy on the win end, but I would definitely include him in your Superfecta. Is there a favorite? Who is your favorite? But before we get to the post positions, who is your favorite without knowing what the post positions are? Oh, my goodness. That is such a tough question because, as you said, there are so many directions that you could go. I would say Zandon right now. Sanded. And then one my one friend who's love who's goes to every I think I had missed a derby in like forty or fifty years, except for the pandemic one. But he said he goes, ask right. her, ask Brittany about the Wednesday. I guess they go down to Jack Ruby's, like all the trainers and jockeys go after the post position. Give us a little flavor of what goes on in Louisville during those days for those for you know, just before the Derby. I mean, it's all horse racing all the time, and that's what's so great about it. All the connections start flying in early, and you run into a lot of people you know, and everyone is in, usually, a great mood because it's the buildup. All of the heavy work is done for the trainers, for the horses. Yes, they'll go out in the morning. They'll have no gallop. They'll have their jogs. Uh, but the the anticipation begins to build, and it's just it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, you're in a town that truly appreciates horse racing, and this is their biggest day of the year, the Kentucky Derby. And, hey, don't get me wrong. I'm so excited for the Kentucky Derby, but the Kentucky Oaks is going to be a sensational race. It is stacked from top to bottom with elite talent. Well, Brittany, I really appreciate you coming on Iron Sports. I know you're super busy and can't wait to watch you this weekend on TVG and NBC. Thank you so much for having me. A pleasure chatting with you all. Thanks for racing. <laughs> Thank you.